Brown Girl Radiance celebrates the brilliance of women of color through reflective conversations and stories. I'm your host, Pure Brown Joy. For our inaugural season of Brown Girl Radiance, we are going to be celebrating a group of women who are iconic, inspirational, transcendent, who have had a huge impact on me personally and many women that I know because of the imagery that was displayed on a global platform. And that would be the women of Wakanda who are featured in the Black Panther movie. On our inaugural episode of Brown Girl Radiance, I am super excited to sit down and talk to two of my Wakandan sisters who are examples of Brown Girl Radiance in their own right. The first one is a dear friend of mine from Florida A&M University, And the second Wakandan sister is actually someone who I met at the beginning of this year. And we had an instant connection over our passion for uh, the strength represented by the women of Wakanda and the imagery, their fierceness. Um, And this sister has also been so instrumental in helping me bring my vision for podcasting to life. And so I thought I would be remiss if I didn't invite her on our first episode so that you can also um, experience her brilliance. We are going to be discussing, first of all, uh, what the phrase Wakanda forever means. And then we're also going to be defining what it means to be a woman of Wakanda. All right. So pure brown joy here with my friend from FAMU. Hello. uh, Which, of course, is its own uh, form of Wakanda. Yes, Wakanda forever. (laughs) Uh, So speaking of that phrase, what exactly does Wakanda forever mean? Well, for me, I feel like it's the new black power. So Uh, what? You don't feel like it uh, is? Well, I I think that it definitely has some solidarity to it. Mm -hmm. And I do think that it definitely is a symbol of pride. And I also think it's transcendent because I I hear and see people um, other than brown people <laughs> utilizing uh, the phrase as well as the salute who utilize it within the right context. <laughs> um, I think, you know, for them, it, it, it can also just be something that like speaks to unity and to that. Um, you know, to what Wakanda, like, represents. Mm-hmm. So I guess I, I see it definitely, you know, there is, again, that sense of pride. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it does have that, you know, that connectivity um, to <laughs> brown people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I think that it also, um, like, people of other um, backgrounds also find value in it. So Yeah, but I don't know if they go as deep. 
than a movie. Just the, I don't know. I, I see it as black power. But anyway, so I'm going to go back a little bit. Because you were talking about FAMU. Yes. And so I brought you a present. Oh, goodness. This is your host present. Oh, cool. Let me see. Check this out. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm going to take it all the way back. Yes. Okay. So basically, um, my friend, she got me an amazing shirt that has black panther on it Mm -hmm. and he is orange and green and he says rattler forever so (laughs) so yes as i mentioned uh that was made by a rattler too uh, made by a rattler so Mm -hmm. um so so wakanda forever (laughs) rattler forever yes Strike, strike, and strike again. That's right. Anyway, but we're back to Wakanda. Yes. So back to Wakanda. Thank you, my friend. Uh, That was unexpected, but I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Um, And actually have something for you, too, but I'll give it to you. Uh, Off the air. uh Uh-oh. It's bad, y'all. No, it's good. It's good stuff. (laughs) So... So Wakanda Forever for you, it's kind of, you see it as more like a, a new form of black power. Yes. And, and so what does that represent then? That is the same as what you're saying, the unity and bringing the culture together. Yes. Having more of a community. I feel like that's what it was trying to do. But also within Wakanda, within the film Mm -hmm. is showing African-Americans or you want to say brown skin as being smart, intelligent, and doing things that, you know, I guess as past society has shown us that we're not supposed to be able to do or we're not smart enough to do or capable to do. So within the movie that kind of goes past that stereotype, I don't know if I want to call it a stereotype that's out there. Maybe I, so I would say like definitely you know the the imagery is yeah. is impactful. Yeah. That also leads me to uh, to my next question because when I when I think about Wakanda and, and um, the ideals that were presented, um, I, I believe that the the women of Wakanda and and what they represent and their strength mm-hmm. um, and how they contributed to. Um, Wakanda um, was something that definitely stood out to me. So uh, my question for you is, what does it mean to be a woman of Wakanda? Well, I think you've already said it. So you said strength in there. So that's definitely one. Um, intelligence. Um, I guess willpower. It's, there's like, I feel like a lot that goes into it of, of being a woman of Wakanda. And for me, I think it's um, in the battle scene in the film when Okoye and Wakabi. Yes. And she yes, was like, yes. I'm going to kill you. And he was like, <laughs> you would kill me? <laughs> she said, for Wakanda, yes. Without question. Yes. For Wakanda, without question. And the thing is, in the film, you don't know if they're dating. I mean, you know that they're an item, but you don't know if they're dating, if they're engaged, if they're married, married with kids. That lady was about to go ahead and kill who I can assume right. is her husband. Yes. And I don't know if I would kill my husband. I don't have a husband. I'm sorry. I would not kill him for America. <laughs> okay, there we go. I will not kill my husband for America. We'll put that out there. Right. Uh, He's but, safe. Wherever you are, you're safe. Oh, my gosh. But you need to marry me. So. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, 
actually the the scene that you just mentioned mm-hmm. um, is is probably I would think I think probably one of the most revelatory scenes just because of how resolute um, Okoye was on killing Wakabi, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, who um, who was her husband. When I think about the women of Wakanda, truly each of the characters. Um, there's something that I admire about them. Mm-hmm. And so with Okoye, I mean, again, just her her strength and her loyalty to Wakanda. Yes, her um, loyalty. Um, is, well, and, and, and what I like about it is when you see the scene with, like, while she's loyal to the throne and mm-hmm. and she is um you know takes her role as the general in protecting Wakanda um you know i mean obviously as we previously discussed to the extent that her allegiance you know if she you know had to oh kill Wakabi yes yes okay. exactly she would uh, she would do that yeah. but uh, one one thing that you still saw from her though was like that vulnerability when um when Nakia um and her were like talking after mm-hmm. after um Black, Black Panther, Panther lost and mm-hmm. she asked about Shuri and she asked about, you know, Queen Mother mm-hmm. and and then the way that even their dialogue was um with each other, you know, while they disagreed <laughs> on their perspectives, but they still had so much respect for each other, if that yeah. makes sense, yeah, in their disagreement. And then even when when Nakia, um, when she went to meet Shuri and Queen Mother mm-hmm. and they asked about Okoye, you know, again, it wasn't like catty or anything like that. All she said, she just like basically stated the facts and they, you know, moved yeah. on, which is that she was that she was going to be serving the new king. And and that was, you know, that was pretty much that. So even the way that that, you know, that they portrayed like two strong women. Yes. Disagreeing. Yes. <laughs> um. I like was was also powerful. Plus, it's a, it's an emotional moment, right? And it's intense. And I hope to think that Akoya still would have came around if Black Panther had truly died. She would have done something. She would have been on the side to take over the throne. That's all I'm saying. Right. Another cool thing, actually, if we go back to that <laughs> that scene, you know, between uh, Okoye and Nakia. Uh-huh. Also, if you like again thinking about the women of Wakanda in real life um so Okoye and she actually is a playwright and so she she wrote a play that was on Broadway oh, and really? it was actually yes and was no- nominated for like like six Tony Awards oh, um cool. for it, this play it was called Eclipsed and it was actually about five um, women living like in Liberia mm-hmm. and Lupita Nyong'o mm-hmm. who plays Nakia was in her Broadway oh, production as okay. well so it's so I think one thing you know when, again like just thinking about the women of Wakanda it's like on screen they're presenting black excellence but also off the screen oh, yeah. <laughs> they're in another you know dimension if you will so you know on broadway they are still exhibiting that black excellence so i think yeah. that having that relationship definitely translated on screen as well what kind of ever? <laughs>
Oh my gosh. Well, and that's the other thing too, actually. So the way you just dropped that in there, that's the other, like, I think piece of, if we go back to what we were talking about earlier, like Wakanda forever and just how, um, because of how that phrase like brings unity you can just kind of drop it into different conversations (laughs) and then I love the way too that uh there's that emoji that I think it probably with the cross arms I think it used to mean like probably stop or something but is that what it really used to mean I don't know what it meant all I know is all I know is currently it means Wakanda forever what I want to say I don't know because I mean because the date that we're on yes the wedding, the world wedding just happened. I'll tell you, if they would have put a Wakanda forever, I just wanted someone to do it. Just did it. Right? I know. I know. <laughs> it was, well, yesterday, actually, okay. yesterday I posted uh, on social media, the Windsor Castle today equals Wakanda. So we talked about um, Okoye and a little bit about Nakia mm-hmm. um, as well. And then there's Shuri, there's mm-hmm. Queen Mother. Um, so... One thing I noticed um, about Nakia's character as well, uh, because as you know, I've seen the movie in theaters 11 times. Around my 10th time, one thing that stood out to me about Nakia Mm -hmm. is, you know, the fact that we really didn't see um, a lot of vulnerability um, towards Black Panther from her until like more towards the end. So when you look at the first scene where they're together, mm-hmm. when uh, the the first words that she actually says to him, of course he froze. <laughs> but um, but the yeah. first w- words that she says to him is, "What are you doing here? Yeah, <laughs> you ruined my mission." Yeah, and and so I think. Uh, again, when you when you think about the fact that, of course, we we understand that they had a romantic romantic relationship in the past. For that yeah. to be the way that she like greeted him again, that that shows just how these women were like strong. <laughs> they were on a mission. But I think obviously, you know, after yeah. he shared the why, then you know, then we you saw you her said, empathy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Empathy. You saw her empathize. But yeah. that like first. Um, that first, I guess you could say, introduction yeah. <laughs> um, to her character and specifically her relationship with him. Um, you know, you like, again, you just, uh, you didn't see what you would normally see, I guess, I, I feel portrayed when it comes to men and women. Really? Um, in terms of how she was just like, what are you doing here? Like, you know, <laughs> and... I guess it would be more realistic. Because if right. you have someone pop up and you're, right. and it's not... A good surprise. Right. You're going to be like, um, no, what are you doing here? Like, you need to explain yourself because of X, Y, and Z. So I guess, to me, that didn't surprise me much. Is that, that's how her um, reaction was. Well, I I think I'm speaking more in terms of, like, how normally it's portrayed. In a, um, in a movie. Right. But to your point, now, in real life, you and I both know... <laughs> Yes, which I'm glad that they did. That mm-hmm. just goes back to kind of the authenticity of it. I, I love that they portrayed that and they showed that part of her. Yeah. That, you know, is, is realistic. Now, my I will say probably one of my favorite women, like while I have, like, again, respect for each and every one of them, but I would say probably Shuri. 
Oh, you didn't tell me you had to pick a favorite. Oh, well, I'm just talking. I'm just talking. You I'm saying. Well, I'm saying Shuri is my favorite. Uh, that that wasn't necessarily uh, the, the initial question, but just when we're talking about the women of Wakanda, mm-hmm. for me, um, it and would be... Shuri, Shuri is my favorite because, first of all, her intelligence and her creativity and even like when we meet her and her interaction like with her brother and when she um tells basically tells him that she needs to get his um the beads Mm -hmm. so that and and he's like oh well they worked fine and Mm -hmm. she's like just because it works doesn't mean we can't like make it better and so I loved that and that really like resonated with me because I kind of feel like that is my approach, like, to life. Mm-hmm. So I just love the way that she, you know, the way that she shared that with him. And um, so, yeah, just her intelligence, her wit, you know, just a great spirit, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just super fun and, um, and and again, so innovative. And the, the fact that essentially she was in charge of all of, like, Wakanda's technological Mm-hmm. you know, advancements <laughs> as, yeah. as Mbaku, um, said. So yeah, I, I just, I, I, I found, I guess the most connectivity to her. Um, and then even now, you know, we talk about on screen, off screen. So another thing that I really love about her, you know, as she's becoming, I guess you could say like a newer face that we're seeing, mm-hmm. um, in Hollywood. Um, but I love that you know, when you saw her on the press circuit, um, how she, you know, openly talked about her journey and her, like, and basically her faith and, and how there was a time in her life where she essentially saw acting as like an idol and how she, um, basically took a step back from acting and, um, really cultivated her relationship with God and um and then you know essentially from there that's kind of where like Black Panther (laughs) came into the picture and then even like people would ask her you know what's next and and she was basically like you know I'm after you know Black Panther people were like what's next and she's like you know I'm gonna I'm going to um (laughs) continue like spending time with God you know basically just Mm -hmm. um trying to like let him lead so I think to see someone on that stage, be able to utilize their platform and be mm-hmm. able to, you know, proudly share their faith. Um, I was definitely inspired by that as well. Um, plus, so not only do I love Sherry in Black Panther, but then in Infinity War, she has probably like one of the best lines ever when they're um, when oh. when they bring vision and yeah. they're like, and she's like, well, why didn't you do like X, Y, and Z? And and then. Um, and then the Hulk is like, oh, well, we didn't think about that. And she's like, I'm sure you tried your best. It was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, you know, just that kind of intelligent version of shade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah. So anyway, so that's why I would say she's probably one of my favorites. And then, uh, last but not least, I mean, queen mother, Angela Bassett, mm-hmm. like really, <laughs> do we need say anymore? Not really. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I was gonna go with the queen mother, cause she's, mm-hmm. but just because she's the queen. But I mean, yeah. And how can you not have the queen as your favorite? Well, 
Anyway. Yeah, I'm I Princess Shuri. Yeah. Um, and, oh, I'm sorry. And also, I will say, it, I think it will be interesting to see um, if they... So, in the comic books, Shuri is the Black Panther. Like, at there there comes a point where she becomes Black Panther. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, I think it'll be interesting to see if they choose to do anything with that in the cinematic universe. But, um, but currently, again, I Could think be. the way that they... Yeah. Did she... No, I'm so sorry. I only saw Infinity War once, and I cannot remember who passed away. Well, well, we we won't give the spoiler alerts, but I will say you you know Sherry lived, honey. Sherry lived. Thank you. Sherry Okoye. Listen, they knew. No, Okoye lived. They knew. I I was like, what? They knew. they, They knew better than that. What do you think? about the choice that everybody in Wakanda, well, I should say females in Wakanda, mm-hmm. everybody, had mm-hmm. natural hair. Well, so for me, it was particularly impactful. Um, actually, we're going to talk about that on a future episode. Oh, my bad. Um, but, <laughs> it's, uh, so, but I will answer the question. Um, so for me, it was definitely impactful because, um, like, I... Like, growing up, you know, I used to get my hair permed all the time. And, mm-hmm. and growing up in the South, um, specifically in, in Nashville, Tennessee. And so uh, you didn't see a lot of women with natural hair. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, I didn't, I guess, necessarily always, like, see it as a possibility. I mean, I had, like, you know, a couple of, like, teachers in school who mm-hmm. had natural hair. But other than that, like, you know, my mom, no one really who I who I knew. So... When I went to FAMU <laughs> um, and, you know, started seeing different women with natural hair and kind of learning the process of how you get there and um, eventually, you know, just letting mine grow out. So um, it it was, well, I shouldn't say I just let it grow out. I, you know, of course, had to get my big chop and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. But um, I will say that seeing the women with the natural hair was probably one of my favorite parts about the images that were presented to us. Um, And even the way that, you know, Okoye, when she was wearing the wig, how she called it a disgrace. (laughs) I I, I love that. And I I think, too, though, it, it, again, it speaks to that culture of Wakanda because they had not been colonized. So the, the European, like, Influence, Influence. yeah, Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's when when you first asked the question, um, what does a woman of Wakanda like mean to you? And I thought about that because I think it was one of the directors was doing an interview saying that they made the conscious decision to make sure that everyone had natural hair. Yes, and I was like, oh, so that means you have natural hair in Wakanda, but. I'm with you. I'm happy that they did make that decision and that it wasn't. And I know you, for me, I was looking in the background at times. So to see that it wasn't all one type of hairstyle or hair um, texture within it. So there was a mix in there. And even when Queen Mother, you saw her without her her headdress on. Yes, yes. You saw her braids or you want to call her the dreadlocks. And so... Yes, it was. It was difference. It was a difference of yes. And well, and because on. really, what it was saying was that natural hair is beautiful. It's, you know, that was the standard of beauty, and um, so I loved it. And like you said, how each person, and even like Okoye and the Dora Milaje being bald, mm-hmm. um, 
just being able to speak to that aspect of beauty as well. You're right, too. I, we did get diverse hairstyles because Nakia, like, she had, like, um, a cute, I, I call she it a did twist. did a lot with her hair. I was going to say, I would call it like a, a twist out almost because it was like Bantu knots. But yeah, then they when did. they were, mm-hmm. but then when they went to um, like Asia, then it was like a twist out. Yes. And um, and then Shuri, of course, with those braids, but then how her head was like slightly shaved in the back. Yes. That was so clean. Um and then, um, like you said, Queen Mother and her locks. And so, yeah, so it was just, I mean, so many different, to your point, like portraits of beauty mm-hmm. through the natural hair that were portrayed. But we're actually going to talk more about <laughs> that on a future episode of Brown Girl Radiance. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. So I am here with my other Wakandan sister. Also known as Wakanda Sister 2. Wakanda Sister 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so my first question for you is, what does Wakanda forever mean? To me, Wakanda forever means, um, I was just listening to, uh, Wakanda sister one. <laughs> and I agree with her. I, for me, it is a new black power that has like two aspects of it. Okay. One is gender equality. And then the other aspect is people of color being autonomous, people of color being resource wealthy, um, people of color being in positions of strength and intelligence, like, um, our, our sister shared earlier, people of color being in a place where they can save the world, where they actually can move the needle. And then with regards to gender equality, it's a place where women of color can be respected, where their opinions and their, um, contributions are valued, are trusted, um, where they're free to be themselves and that's not only just in terms of what they can do, um, but also what they can look like. So I think, you know, Wakanda forever is just a place, especially where women are truly, truly not just celebrated because I feel like that happens on Mother's Day, (laughs) Um, but, but where women of color are actually valued and you can see their value because they're trusted with the important things. So as you were talking, actually, it kind of made me think of something in terms of the gender equality mm-hmm. piece of it. And when you like, so you have Black Panther mm-hmm. and then I feel like you have these four pillars, the the women surrounding mm-hmm. him. So Okoye, Shuri, uh, Nakia, and then Queen Mother. Mm-hmm. So uh, so when you when you brought up the gender equality piece, it almost made me think about like your hand and Mm -hmm. you know and how so like you and how because of how T'Challa the Black Panther how he respects each woman like where they Mm -hmm. are and just how all those functions like are like it's like they're all working together and they're all a valuable uh, part Mm -hmm. of Wakanda so it's like your hand is Wakanda and then and then you have the four women plus the Black Panther himself that are, that are, you know, really, um, pillars. Help. Pillars. Yeah. I like it. So. Very good. <laughs> 
Also, I have a little Wakanda. Yes. And the other thing for me with in terms of Wakanda Forever or an example of it is that um, I think I may have mentioned this to you. Um, I was about to cross the road. And yes. This guy, this, yes. Um, this black guy in a car, um, very fast moving, <laughs> expensive car is coming around the road and, um, you know, I'm at the crosswalk and I'm about mm-hmm. to cross and he's coming pretty fast. I'm like, you know what? It's okay. You can walk walk on. I'm not going to try to, you know, stop a Com- car. Right. Compete. So, right. And, and then, but he stopped really fast when he saw that, you know, I'm actually at the crosswalk and would like to cross. And um, he's like, no, no. And then he's like, go on ahead, please, please. And then he did the Wakanda Forever sign. And I was like, wow, okay. So, you know, it's, I think Wakanda Forever means just a, a heightened respect for one another. Yes. Um, and I think especially from our brothers, um, more respect for us for their sisters yeah no definitely i think it's it's pretty cool like that story and just the different like context that you see wakanda forever being used in like i feel like yeah that was definitely a sign of respect in that moment in fact um something that i know is near and dear to your heart that my uh, that my other Wakandan sister brought up mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the the royal wedding. Not to get too far off oh, co- yes. off, off course of, <laughs> of talking about Wakanda, but she mm-hmm. was just saying essentially like if if they had done a Wakanda salute, like she would oh, have you know yeah. like pretty much just died That's on the spot because level. and and so when you think about it, mm-hmm. I mean, but the the portrayal the images that we even saw of of black excellence there and, mm-hmm. and brown radiance and brown girl radiance on that platform it did make you want to do a Wakanda forever oh, yes. sign oh, yes. so I think also too it's it is about the freedom to be ourselves because I think what really worked about that civilization was that they were by themselves they were independent of the rest of the world and so they could be themselves whatever that looked like whatever that um, felt like um, whatever that executed like in terms of lifestyle the deployment of resources um, how gender gender um, gender responsibilities all of that they were able to determine themselves without the influence of others and and i feel like for kind of pure un uncolonized civilizations like that they're able to kind of stick to what is true to them and exactly. in, in true to their culture is to celebrate women um is to honor them um but when you kind of look at western culture that's not necessarily the case and to the extent that that culture has infiltrated our native cultures um that i think has contributed to some of the reasons why we are not able to um respect and celebrate each other um the way how we were probably intended to culturally with that being said because because uh, you you know you you did mention again the different gender equality that we see on display uh-huh. in wakanda and so my next question is <laughs> is what does it mean to be a woman of wakanda i think to be a woman of wakanda means that you're free 
you're free to be yourself. And so it can start off at the surface with just the beauty, yes. the different standards of beauty um, being celebrated. Which we are going to talk about okay, in a future good. episode, but continue. Yes. Please continue. But that women can have a variety of shades, can have a variety of hairstyles, can have a variety of fashion sensibilities, um, can have a variety of ways that they appear and have them all embraced and appreciated. And then also I feel like um, being a woman of Wakanda also is someone who's fierce and fearless. Absolutely. Um, where And a lot of that comes from the freedom because if you can be whoever you want to be and you determine what that is, right. then, um, then you then there is a strength that comes from that because you are being yourself. So I feel like a lot of the fearlessness that they exhibit, whether it's as warriors or um, in voicing their opinions, because you, you or the decisions they make, like Nakia's decision to leave Wakanda, Nakia's decision, right. even though that she had a lot of sentiment for T'Challa, she did not allow that to govern the important decisions, the decisions regarding her life that were important to her. And so I feel like, and she did it unapologetically as exactly. well. So you and uh, Wakanda Sister One referenced yes. that scene of, um, for, of okay or Koye yes. with her Amor, um, you know, saying that I will choose, and it's her choice, right. I will choose the nation over you. And right. she did it unapologetically. And so I feel like that is tremendously um, liberating to be able to be your own person on your terms and to, and to do so without having to apologize for that. I think women in general, exactly. as, um, but particularly women of color, often have to apologize and or um, manage how they're perceived by others. And that can be within their community or without their community. And so so not having to manage yourself, just being yourself. And whether that that self is strong, vibrant, smart, um, witty, sharp, like whatever that looks like, being able to be that person and not having to... Um, um, apologize for being for doing so, and then um, I mentioned like acuity, just how they're just sharp intellectually, sharp um, physically, sharp even in their relationships, and in terms of being able to feel deeply, have um, strong romantic feelings and sentiments and and interactions, but not allowing those those um, those feelings to cloud the ju- their judgment on bigger issues so um so i think the there's the just sharpness and they were able to spot things that um t'challa and some of the men in the movie were not able to right. to identify to respond to to um they were able to see ahead right. so i just think just having a sharp vision wisdom you know um the, whether it be the queen mother or Nakia, or Okoye, they were all able to kind of think outside of the current moment and have big picture thoughts. Well, and so when you you mentioned about, like, certain characters like Nakia Mm -hmm. um, and and being able to to make a decision, that focus that they Mm -hmm. have... That's good. You know, like for it. whatever decisions they've made in mm-hmm. life. So Nakia, you know, was a spy because she 
to your point, like had made the decision to be a spy to leave Wakanda, um, really because of her, you know, compassion for the nations mm-hmm. um, beyond Wakanda. Huge. And, and, and I, also, sorry to interrupt, but it also speaks to her perspective that she was able to see a world outside and yes. have a heart for a world outside, and and eventually influence T'Challa to actually engage with that world outside after yes. not have after yes. that you know country not having done so for. I've, you know, quite a long time throughout its history. Right, exactly. So I think that says a lot about her, too. And then um, Okoye, you talk about, I think that's one of those scenes that, um, again, is just, it's historical. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And it's like a standout moment, um, really, um, for definitely from women of color, but but I think kind of all women can relate to that. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember one day I was... uh, talking to a friend and I basically said I have like the Okoye spirit in me mm-hmm. and and so and so I went on to explain just like the way that Okoye said you know for Wakanda without question <laughs> I am taking that same mantle on to just like my life especially in terms of like relationships with the mm-hmm. opposite sex so mm-hmm. for my happiness yeah. <laughs> without question <laughs> for my peace without question <laughs> for my joy without question and for my life you know without question yeah. Yeah. so um just the the decisiveness that these women mm, had yes, about yes. their lives um and and or and also about what they valued because mm-hmm. ultimately that was the the choice that Okoye was making yes. based on what she valued which was the nation of Wakanda that's where mm-hmm. her allegiance lied mm-hmm. and um so yeah so i think it, the way that i processed that was like you know valuing myself and mm-hmm. you know valuing my life so um so i should have that same mentality when mm-hmm. anything is stepping out of alignment with that even you know it, of course in that context it was her husband who was stepping out of alignment and he the reason why wakabi you know of course ended up being on eric killmonger's side is because he got the vengeance mm. that that wakabi had wanted for all those years but okoye he was able to have head. yeah exactly was able to still the big picture exactly and mm-hmm. um on the the blu-ray mm-hmm. uh dvd digital however you want to view black panther the next window they do actually have the next window right they do have um they actually do have a a deleted scene where you see a conversation between okoye and wakabi Mm. um that you know i guess they just weren't able to fit in there but Mm. anyway if you if you watch that scene then it kind of like articulates some of that dialogue that we you know, don't see mm-hmm. <laughs> on the battlegrounds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a point where, you know, Okoye even says, like, you would want us to bring our children, like, oh. into this, you know, world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, just really powerful. I also think of, like, Shuri and how she was able oh. to give her brother a hard time, who's the leader of this nation, yes. right? Yes. And so I think that's actually a little bit refreshing that you, that... Um, women and younger women can yes. be able to address their elders and male yes. elders yes. Um, in that way and still be, again, valued, respected, understood, right. and all of that. Oh, absolutely. Like, um, so in the, the bonus, um, I guess you could say bonus clips that they mm-hmm. have, the warriors within that is all about, like, the women of Wakanda and mm-hmm. Shuri, 
mm-hmm. um, or Letitia Wright, who plays Shuri, you know, actually talks about um, how the Black Panther is the physical element of mm-hmm. carrying out these missions, but how Shuri is the brain. And another aspect that we discussed earlier, too, when you think about all the different women of Wakanda mm-hmm. is, of course, their on-screen presence and the characters that they play and the messages and the dimensions that we get from that. But then if you look at them off-screen as well, they mm-hmm. each have something. So, um, like Denai Guerrero, who plays Okoye, mm-hmm. um, I was sharing with Wakandan sister number one uh, that she's a playwright. And, um, you know, actually um, did a play or wrote a play that was nominated for multiple Tony Awards. And and Lupita Mm Nyong'o, who is an Oscar winner, so Mm. boom, (laughs) um, was in the play. And the name of the play is called Eclipsed. I think, too, Denai's story is very interesting in that she is American-born, but mm-hmm. African-raised. So yes, she was, I saw that. Iowa. Re- yeah. right, born in Iowa. Uh-huh. She was raised in Africa mm-hmm. and, of course, ended up coming back to America. But I think, so uh, thinking about her background, though, I actually find humor in the line where um, where Black Panther is telling her to be nice to Agent uh-huh. Ross, and she's like, Americans. And it's kind of <laughs> funny because, you know... In real life, she is one, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So, and then you have um, like so. Of course, Lupita Nyong'o, like mm-hmm. Oscar winner, and then you have Angela Bassett, who I mean, <laughs> I can't remember if she's an Oscar winner, but she's up there. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. I mean, like does Her she? Body need, works well, I was to say exactly. Yeah. It's like does she need an Oscar? Hmm. Yeah, right. Yes, you know, I mean, just because yes. the validation and, and acknowledgement of the work, right, and right, the talent and the skill, right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but yeah, I mean, exactly. That's what I'm saying. She's just like Mind the gold standard. Her. Let's see if she so, has an Oscar. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I, I think that's another thing that's really powerful about the women of Wakanda is not only their characters, but mm-hmm. like who they are in in real life. Like adds like an extra. Dimension. I mean, I think what you're, it sounds like you're, what you're saying is that these are all smart, sharp women. Yes. Um, yes. Because absolutely. there are a lot of talented black actresses out there, but yes. these are the women who are the women of Wakanda. And yes. I think exactly. The, the selection of these women as opposed to other women that we all know and maybe love in some cases um, says a lot about the film and about um, the characters and the messages. Um, a lot, these women are basically embodying a lot of the values that of 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 the women of Wakanda. Exactly. Angela Bassett. Let's see. I'm just taking a look here. Do do do. Yale drama. <laughs> yeah, Yale drama. Mm-hmm. So so Lupita is also Yale drama. Nomination, Academy Award nomination, and and Golden Globe Award. But yeah, no Oscar yet. Yes, that's a, that's the operative word. Mm-hmm. In Wakanda, we would have an Oscar already. Yes, in Wakanda, there there would be an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I want to say thank you so much to each of my Wakandan sisters for sitting down with me on my first episode and having a conversation about what Wakanda forever means as well as what it means to be a woman of Wakanda. 
each of you are definitely women of Wakanda to me. And also in a larger context, you are those examples of brown girl radiance. So I look forward to celebrating women of color throughout each season. And as we continue during this season, we will continue to discuss the many dimensions and layers that were presented to us through the women of Wakanda. If you're enjoying what you're hearing and you want to stay connected to the Brown Girl Radiance podcast, please send your comments, questions, or suggestions for future seasons and episodes to Brown Girl Radiance Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs>